Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started today. This is John Sadak, TV voice of the Cincinnati Reds, and you're up for late night Reds talk. What's up, everybody? It's Wednesday night, and unfortunately, tonight, you know what that means. It's another installment of late night Reds talk after a heartbreaking, just brutal loss tonight to the Atlanta Braves. Uh, I am Tim Daniel, your host, uh, who was told last week I have a really shitty Zoom background, so I angled my laptop this time. How did I do this week, guys? All right. Six so, out of ten. Six out of ten. I'll take six out of ten. Does it move me up in the power rankings? I don't know. But you might be clay. You might be clay. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So let's kind of go through the panel here as always. Joining me, Mr. Uh, Nick Kirby. How are you? You know, um, not not awesome. That was uh no, that, no. that was a tough one. That was no, it wasn't fun. Wasn't fun. Also joining us as always, uh Mr. Carlos Guevara. Carlos, how's how you okay, buddy? I'm a mess right now. I can't join this stupid thing. <laughs> my phone's about to go out and I'm trying to do it on my computer. I'll be back. <laughs> riveting, riveting content. <laughs> and joining us, you can check him out on Pardon the Punctuation. He has a couple writings out there too. Uh, also with uh, the Locked on Reds with our pal Jeff Carr. This is Mr. Clay Snowden. Joining us for the first time here on Late Night Red Sox. Welcome, man. How you doing? Well, yeah, thanks for having me, Tim. I am willing to admit this now. I've been debating it for the past seven seconds if I'm willing to admit my Zoom background is plain. But typically, it has this obnoxious thing that my fiance decided needs to be on a wall. It just says gather. You know, it's just, what the hell is that? So I take it down whenever I do podcasts so I don't get trashed. So put it up. Put it up. Come on. We're, we're gathering go. together Let's to gather. talk this painful Reds event. You know, hey. Carlos is here, so we're all gonna gather. The fiance picked it out. Let it shine. Let it shine, yeah. man. Yeah. So that sucked. Let's just go ahead and jump right to it. That was terrible. Freaking miserable. Um, you know. To come back, take the lead, have your bullpen pitch really well after Wade Miley has a, sh- a game where he's getting hit pretty hard. And Joey has this fantastic game at the plate. You get these runs in, and then, you know, Lucas Sims coming fresh off the IL gives up the game in the 10th inning. Not good, Bob. Not fun. 
Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the the theme of the the 2021 Cincinnati Reds. I mean, look, they were down 5 nothing, and they came back. I mean, every night this team's interesting. You can't say they're not. Um, they are must-watch TV uh, just to see what happens. Um, you, know, you got five shutout innings from the bullpen, one hit before before the – was that the 10th or was that the 11th? Was that the 11th? I don't know. It all How many earned runs is that in five innings? The first five was zero. I mean, they, they, no, 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 no. So they pitched six innings? The bullpen? Yeah, yeah they, they pitched five shutout innings. That was five awful. and two thirds, and then three <laughs> earned runs. Nick. Okay, like great. Yeah, I was. You know, the other guys did really That's good. That's the real stat you should be giving. Wow, he's testy. Woo, Eef. Eric Carlos, just just let it out, buddy. This is oh, a safe place. <laughs> wow. Yeah, my my kind of takeaway from it uh, originally was. In the beginning of the game, you know, Wade Miley has been so, so good this year and much better than the Wade Miley that we saw last year. And today he did not have his best stuff. Um, the rain in the beginning probably didn't help too much. Um, what was it? Five earned runs that he, he gave up. Um, so a lot of, you know, it, it, the bullpen did pitch pretty well afterwards. So a little bit of a reverse of what we've seen where Miley usually is kind of nails and it's the bullpen that's kind of slipped away. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. Um, you know, I mean, batting wise, I thought, you know, like Nick, like Nick said, they came back, you know, I know they were what two of 15 with their, three of 15 with their score position tonight, but you know, those three hits, I guess could follow onto the clutch factor that the people like to use. Um, but, you know, I think, I know it's baseball these days suck. It happens, but Carlos, I mean, I know you're, you're ready to air your, your grievances. As I called this before you got on, this is Reds Festivus uh, for all the Seinfeld people. Um, so please show your feet to strength and air your grievances, buddy. I mean, there's really nothing to say tonight. I mean, other than Sims pitch didn't pitch very well. I mean, he was all over the place. Um, I mean, to be honest, Lorenzen was all over the place. He got lucky as well. Um, but, I mean, I think Sims is going back from what I've been saying, you know, ever since they, they took the sticky stuff away. It's it's there. It's it's an issue. It's a big deal. It's not like a, let's not, let's not talk about it. It's His slider is not his slider anymore. His fastball is all over the place. Like, it's, it's real. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of seeing that kind of going around baseball. And I think just for us, because we're here, you're seeing the like that image a little bit more. Um, but, you know, I think right now the state is the, you know, we'll kind of play glass has full. Yeah, they've lost three in a row. Uh, the Indians game was just Luis Castillo having a really bad night. And then, you know, yesterday happens. Um, but, you know, there's still only four and a half out of the wild card spot. So that's one reason to be optimistic. Right, guys? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, tonight really should have just been a night you lost because your starting pitcher didn't pitch well, but they fought back and, you know, it, it completely changes the narrative of, of, of the game. Um, but, I mean, you're not going to win many games when your starting pitcher allows five runs in five innings. I mean, that – Yeah. I mean, so if they just would have laid down and the game would have been over, that would have been the story. But now now the story's different. Um, the thing that really just stinks about this, this game tonight is um, – you know, for, for all Sean Doolittle's flaws, I think he's a pretty solid pitcher against left-handed batters. 
Um, and, and I think you saw Derek Johnson come out to, to kind of tell Sims, you know, Hey, if you, you know, don't, don't throw one over, you know, right over the plate to, to, to Albies, you know, pass the baton, um, you know, Doolittle's ready. It's a left-handed batter. It's, it's, you know, Stephen Vogt, not a very good hitter at this point. That would have been a good matchup for him. That that's what, what I think stinks the most is that um, didn't have to force the issue there. And, you know, it would have been better to, to obviously it would have been better to, 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 to pass the baton, but yeah, just tough one. Yeah. And just to touch on that too, Nick, it's, you know, I think the positive that can be taken away from this game also is just kind of what we touched on about them battling back. Like Atlanta's a pretty good team and a lot of teams could have easily folded in, in that moment when Wade Miley, who's been, pretty damn good for the Reds just kind of shit the bed today and um you know they fought back they stayed in it they chipped away and the bullpen was pitching well and it just came down to you know an incredible player hitting the ball out of the out of the park and that's really what it came down to but it's you know it's a good team that they played and they didn't they didn't give up and it at least it at least gives me hope for you know kind of like a playoff you know if they get into the playoffs and they they're going to obviously play some good teams then. And, um, you know, they weren't completely outmatched. Yeah. I mean, it was I... also was Sims second game back. I mean, there's a reason the Reds were used him as their sixth reliever tonight. You know, they probably don't feel as comfortable with him, you know, yet coming back, you know, off the IL. Um, but yeah, I mean, you had five guys throw shutout innings, um, I know Carlos mentioned, you know, Lorenzen walked too. That's not good, but he did strike out too as well. Um, you know, a lot of good performances tonight just to, you know, leave, leave with the, the sour taste of uh, um, one bad pitch and one great swing. I hate playing in Atlanta. Yeah. I just hate it. I feel like, like my whole life, it has been like anytime the Reds go to Atlanta, something bad happens between the 95 and LCS. The Lance Knicks ball bounces off the glove and goes over the wall last year's playoffs these games like i just is there a way the reds can figure out a way they, they don't have to go to the atlanta anymore can we can we put that like in the in their new rule book like we'll give you opening day going somewhere else if we don't have to go to atlanta like because i it's just send like them every, to the al send them to the al yeah every fucking time like that we they play the braves and sorry trade for my for, language for the orioles trade for the yeah orioles. yeah i mean do we get cedric mullins in the trade because then i'll definitely do it um but yeah, it's like it's just every freaking time they play Atlanta, like on the road, something terrible just happens. And frankly, I just hate it. Yeah, yeah. I think Aquino's uh, first home run was in Atlanta, and they 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 blew a game in 2019. I think he hit like a three run home run to tie the game, big moment. And uh, then they they blew that game too. It just yeah, bad things happen there. Yeah, I hate the stupid chop. I hate it. I hate Florida State doing it. I hate the Braves doing it. Just hate it. It's stupid. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense anymore. Um, yeah. You know, I hate Freddie Freeman because I made him really good again. He said some nice things in that article <clears throat> that I retweeted from some guy from, I guess, from Atlanta was talking about Joey being a Hall of Famer. And there was a lot of quotes from Freddie Freeman in there that were pretty I good. I saw that. Yeah. It was really good. So, yeah, I think that, you know, it's obviously just maddening and we, we know what this is kind of happening all the time. I shouldn't say all the time, but it's just brutal when they go to Atlanta and this thing's happen. Um, but 
look, tomorrow, you know, you got another shot. Vladimir Gutierrez is going to the mound. He's been fairly decent lately. Um, so he has a chance to kind of get them ready for Philly before they face National League MVP candidate Bryce Harper, who all of a sudden is freaking spectacular at baseball again, which is just <laughs> wonderful. Great. Really good to know. It's good for the game, Tim. It is good for the game. I agree, Carlos. <laughs> but, like, couldn't he have been, like, really awesome the next week? Couldn't that have been, like, when he found his stride? Like, yeah, he's like, an, I mean, he's, he's... Who do they have lined up pitching? Do you know, Nick? It was Zach Wheeler's lined up. I think it's Wheeler, Anderson, and um, is it Nola? Nola oh, great. yesterday, right? Yeah, I think so. I might tell you here in a second, but it's it's tough matchups. But I mean, the Reds do have um, Castillo, Gray, and uh, and Malley. Um, yeah. So I mean, you know, the Reds have their have their uh, yeah Malley. So it's Malley, Malley, Wheeler. Uh, Mally on the road too, you know, Mally's a, been a very, very good pitcher on the road, although that's not a great ballpark. Uh, Castillo. Oh, it's Castillo, Matt Moore. Now it was Anderson. Matt that's Moore. A, Holy shit. That's a good the dugout. The other, the other day I was like, Oh shit, he's still in the league. <laughs> that should be a good matchup for any other team, but he's a left-hander. So um, yeah. And the reds cannot hit against left-handed pitching for whatever reason. And then it's, then it's sunny gray. Uh, Aaron Nola so that's a I mean the I mean I I, I feel like those are pretty good pitching matchups for the Reds as good as you're going to get if you're you know if you're going to have to face you yeah. know Zach Wheeler at least you got Malley lined up against him we gotta uh, figure out a way to get win tomorrow and they get two out of three just to yeah see. it'll be a fine road trip yeah, yeah. As, I mean then I mean the schedule after that I know yeah we parked on it all year I mean that is watch watch the Cubs the last couple games against the Brewers. I know everyone thinks the Brewers are the 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 big red machine or the big red pitching machine or I don't know whatever. Um but that team is bad. Bat. I, I we were talking you know earlier before we went live. I, I think the Cubs might be worse than the Pirates right now. Um they're they're close. They are very close. Maybe the Cubs open but I don't know. I mean, that, that's a bad team. So this is the survival week. It's not been good the first three days. You know, the Reds have lost three games in the Central. Um, uh, but, I mean, the, you just try to survive the rest of the week, and then, you know, you're going to have a lot of favorable matchups the rest of the year. Did you yeah. kind of want to touch on that, Tim? I know we want to talk about – kind of go around. Um, sure. Who Anyone think we still have a chance in the Central, or are you guys all mailing it in? I still think they have a chance. I mean, it's obviously, you know, they're now what eight and a half out after tonight. I think they're just eight even. Eight even. Okay. Just, yeah. just, just eight. Just eight even. No, but we- you know, in two weeks, you have a chance to get a couple of those games back when you play your last three with the Brewers for the season. Um, you know, like we've said, the schedule is definitely in the Reds' favor, especially. You know, you look at that. So this alone. You look at after the Philly series, you're home for the Cubs for three and the Marlins for four. You go to Milwaukee for three, which is obviously going to be tough. And then you play Miami for three and you end August with the Cardinals. Um, so, you know, who played pretty well the last couple of weeks, but also have played the Pirates quite a bit and, you know, teams like that. Um, so, yeah, I think you still feel like they have a shot at it. You know, you obviously feel a little better about them getting in the wild card, especially with San Diego kind of struggling with El Tatis. Sorry, Carlos, um, but I just can't know. I'm not going to count them out of the division just yet. Yeah, I, 
I mean, I, I think that they're still alive. I mean, it's obviously a longer shot that gets longer whenever you have, you know, kind of days when like today, but, um, and I'm not wish injury on anybody type of guy, but I mean, if the Brewers had an injury in their starting rotation, that that's just like, you know, that, that can change a season just like that. Um, with, as we've talked about, the schedule is going to be, you know, getting easier for the Reds, but I, I think it really comes down to it, is Castellanos going to get back to not the MVP level he was playing out of his mind earlier, but somewhere in between that and what he's been the past, you know, month just prior to the injury and since the injury. And um, that's my concern is, is this injury something that could potentially affect how he performs the rest of the season? His numbers in July were not very good. Um, it's not the biggest sample size in the world or anything, but um, I just think he's been struggling a, li a little bit the past month or so. And it's just, I'm not exactly sure I'm ready to say it's concerning, but it's definitely something I'm going to monitor. Yeah. I mean, he is just coming back from, from that injury too. So, I mean, you know, you're going to have to, um, you know, to give him some time, but you know, it's been a, a season where the Reds, I feel like I've had a lot of different guys step up in their lineup at different times. Votto's carried the team. Cassianos and Winker carried earlier. India is, I mean, since like the third week of the season's been um, an all-star caliber player. Um, so yeah, it's been different guys at different times. I mean, I definitely don't feel as good as I felt about the central three days ago. I mean, when they got it down to five, I was really feeling good. Uh, this is the worst case scenario in three days, you lose three games and you lose three games in the standings. I mean, it just can't get any worse than that. So yeah, I mean, I definitely think the wild card is definitely the more realistic path. Um, I, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't, say the central's completely hopeless but i mean you're going to need a lot of help at this point um but i mean you know the the 2011 there was two teams that were nine games up with with in, on september 1st and we still got three weeks to get there so um not impossible but i mean i definitely especially with the padres having the most difficult strength of schedule remaining i definitely think the wild card is the um the most realistic path at this point I mean, I, I know people are going to say, well, if they get in the wild card game, they're going to lose. Who cares? Get to the yeah. wild card game. If, if the Reds are playing after 162, who cares? You know, um, there's been all kinds of fluky things happen in the playoffs. You know, maybe, maybe it almost feels like if the Reds ever do make a run, it's going to be one of these things where no one sees it coming. Yeah. You know, like that's how these things like happen. last year. <laughs> right. Yeah. Last year, everything lined up for the Reds. Everything felt great. They're playing a Braves team that, you know, kind of felt like they were maybe, I'm not going to say the word, um, um, but, you know, it felt like the Reds were in a favorable matchup and, you know, didn't work out. Maybe this year it's a completely different story. Just get there. I, who cares about that? Now, Carlos, what yeah. is your thoughts on the – sorry, Clay, go ahead. Oh, no, I, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, you know, a lot of people, I think, misunderstand that when they talk about – you know, they're not good enough to win. You know, every year your expectation should not be win the World Series. I mean, that in terms of fans, like if you live that, you're going to be disappointed constantly. Um, and, you know, like you said, you just can get into the playoffs. Even if you're not as talented, it really has more to do with that, you know, your rotation in the playoffs and being able to set it up to have a, a, a matchup that you like. And anything can happen once you get in. It's the crazy, you know, the it's a totally different game that way that it's managed. Um, so yeah, just getting into the playoffs, we're not saying, Hey, the reds are not going to win the world series. So tear it down. Yeah. 
well, you know, I've used the reference quite a few times. How many how, would anyone pick the 19 Nationals against the Dodgers to, and then win the World Series? I, I don't think so. I mean, in the wild card game, they were down two runs, right, to the Brewers in like the the eighth inning, and and there was an error that that would have ended their season. You know, fluky things happen in the playoffs. Just just get there. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I, I think for sure the way is, is through the wild card. I think there's an outside shot, you know, the Brewers collapse and Reds capitalize on the right days because that definitely has not been lining up. Every time the Brewers lose, the Reds lose. Every time the Reds win, the Brewers win. So that's been pretty crappy for the last several weeks. But it is what it is now. And so it's like, I mean, the eyes on, on San Diego, really. And those guys have not been pitching well starters or relievers so and that's that doesn't line up well with the last month and that last you know six seven weeks of the season yeah and the good thing for the reds too is you know the nl west has been the division that's given them the most fits this year they only have three games left against an nl west team it is the dodgers but you know and it's a playoff preview a little playoff preview yeah yeah reds are two and one against the dodgers baby they are own them With Nick Senzel leading off. That's Jeff true. Hoffman, Jeff Hoffman. I think Sino Perez pitched in a win, if I remember right. Yeah, I think what was it? The loss was like Sonny Gray went like six innings and then they lost like, but like it was like not one nothing when he left and ended up losing like seven nothing. The Dodgers crazy just like like took all their frustration out in like <laughs> yeah. the eighth inning. Yeah. It on. It's like, yeah, we already won the series. Whatever. Do your thing. Plus, <laughs> it's probably more than likely Albert Pujols' last trip to the GABP which means he'll probably do something to crush our souls in one of those games because it's what he used to do at GABP. I don't remember what he did in the Angels series when they came here like in 2013, but something tells me I don't want to look at the box scores. I don't know who I enjoy watching the first run, the first base more, Winker or current day Albert Pujols. (laughs) (laughs) It might be a fun foot race. Uh, It's not exactly Deion Sanders versus Ricky Henderson. Uh, but yeah, I think, you know, the wild card is probably the best, the, the most realistic route. Um, I think the moves that they've made so far, bullpen wise, you know, as far as like what they did at the deadline has looked pretty good so far. Uh, Givens and Sessa have been really good. Um, please, God, don't fall apart now that I say that because I have a tendency to make that happen. Um, but only for other teams. Yeah, I know. That's why I was like, you know, Bryce Harper's an MVP candidate. He's been terrific. And, like, I want to say bad things about other Philly players, but I know that, like, if I do, that former no, MVPs will no, crush us. No, no Yes, no. exactly. I'm staying away from they it. They are all gods in Philly. We, <laughs> we respect them. We adore them. They are successful men. And we, we bow down to the Philadelphia Phillies. Right, Tim? Yes. Thank yes. you. Because nothing bad for the Reds has ever happened in Philadelphia either. <laughs> Gosh. All right, so let's kind of go. Let's get we get some hot topics around here. So Mike Mustak has returned to the lineup. Um, his Friday night game, his re, his return game, has an awesome game with three doubles. Uh, you know, had a couple of days off, played at second base today while Jonathan India came in, and the conversation obviously we've been getting, you know, since he's been injured, has been, you know, well, what are the Reds doing? Mustakas comes back, and Nick had kind of had the idea where he talked about maybe the platoon between Vado, India, and Moustakis, and Suarez, and then now Vado's hitting too well to take out the lineup at all. 
thank God. Um, it's been terrific to watch. But, you know, now this idea is coming up of maybe a full-on platoon between Suarez and Moose at their base. You know, for you guys, you're curious kind of your thoughts there. I know Moose didn't have the best night at the plate tonight, but and I know we're all pro-Gino guys, but kind of curious what you guys are thinking about that process. Hey, Gino's been hitting the ball pretty well, hadn't he, the last couple of weeks? Or am I just remembering the highlights? He had four home runs. Um, he just missed one. One of the ones he had tonight was was uh, wasn't was a double. Was, wasn't far away from him. Yeah, he's been swinging the bat. I mean, as good as he's done all year. Oh, I thought he was doing like a lot better for some reason. Um, anyway, I for for twenty twenty one, you know, yeah, but not for you know any. Yeah, before. I mean. I mean, they have to, to platoon them, I think, at this certain point right now, unless you're going to get, you know, start giving Farmer more days off. I don't know who's going to play short when that happens. Um, you know, spell Joey over there first base. I mean, he hadn't had, a, had an off day for a while. Um, but just try to move around as best as you can. And, you know, it's going to – I think it'll probably piss Moose off more than it would Gino at this point because Gino's had the entire season. He's been given his opportunities. And, you know, to have Moose back, I just – you know, I, I was you know, talking to Nick about it. Like, I really hope it doesn't affect the clubhouse because that's certainly the type of thing at this time of year that can. You know, you start losing some games and you got a veteran who's, you know, been around a while, won some World Series and still feels he can play. And we all know that he can, but then you're telling him to platoon. That's like, it's kind of rough. It's David Bell's got, it's got some tough work on it, on his shoulders. Yeah. I think what I would say is, is this week is going to feel like the platoon is a big deal, but I kind of think after you get past this week, uh, the Reds don't see as, as we've seen mostly the Reds don't see that many left-handed pitching, which for the most part is a really good thing for this team. Um, you know, most of the teams in the division don't have a left-handed starter. Um, um, so they're not going to see a whole lot. So I don't think it'll be as big of a deal. Um, I, I hope that I think Carlos's point is really good. You know, something that, you know, us nerds sitting at home don't think about, you know, you don't want that to, to upset the locker room, but I, I would hope that there was a conversation with Moustakas. Hey, we're, you're coming back. We're going to ease you. You know, we don't want to lose, you know, Suarez. We want him to get some starts. We're going to have an opportunity to kind of play you guys, but look, yeah, let me show you the schedule ahead. This this team doesn't have a left-handed starter. This team doesn't have a left-handed starter, and maybe kind of have those conversations going. Um, and, and then you know, I would expect Joey's probably going to get either tomorrow or Saturday off against a left-handed pitcher because he he does need you know a day off, like like Carlos says. Um, I would think maybe it was tomorrow, but maybe now they're gonna you know after he he hit a bomb off a left-handed pitcher. You know, maybe they're saying, oh, let's, 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 let's hold off till Saturday. But then that's another start. You saw India get spelled tonight. So I think it felt like a big deal the first couple days. I don't think in the grand scheme of things, it's as, it's as big of a deal as you think. And the other thing kind of to think about with this is, remember, if any of these guys go down, if, if Moustakas gets hurt again, which he's gotten hurt quite a bit, or if, you know, God forbid, India or Vada went down, Swords is going to be the guy who's going to have to start so I think they want to keep, you know, Suarez somewhat engaged. So they're not just completely, you know, Hey, sit, ride the bench for three weeks. Okay. Now you're starting, you know, I think that's, that's maybe also a, a piece of this. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I think it's a good idea to platoon them. Um, in terms of, like, defense, you know, we all know Suarez isn't some elite defender. Not that Moose is, but I think Moose is better at third than Suarez. Um, backup shortstop, I hope Suarez does not feel that. Um, I know that Nick Senzel did play shortstop in his rehab assignment, so when he comes back, maybe he'll fill in that void of, you know, because right now, I mean, the backup shortstop position, I mean, it's it's kind of empty. Um, but, yeah, if Moose plays some at first base, I mean, I didn't, I honestly did not expect him to play e- even second base, like, tonight. I was kind of surprised to see that. I'm not complaining about it or anything, but um, that injury that Moose has, I had something similar to it. And, of course, I'm not an athlete, and I'm also not getting professional care, but – that's not an injury that just like when it's gone, it's gone. Like that's one of those injuries that can come back. Um, if you overuse, it comes back as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get a bunch of days in a row of playing time. And maybe it looks different than what it could be, but maybe it's just resting him, trying to keep him healthy. Um, Cause that's a nagging injury that can definitely linger. Yeah. I think there's just a lot of factors to it. And it just, I think it makes sense, you know, and, and I, I, I don't think I'd make, and, and the numbers too, I know Musaka's over his career hasn't been a tip, massive split guy like some other players on the Reds, but the last two years, Suarez actually has a higher OPS against left-handed pitching. So it's just one of these things. I, I don't, there's plenty of other things to complain about. I, I'd probably lean that direction. I got a point out real quick. Evan Maurer in the chat bringing up, uh, obviously, Jose Barrero. And he's his OPS being against lefties and AAA is near 800. Um, and last year, even he hit 300 against lefties. So I know that's a name that everyone keeps on the on the tip of their tongue, especially with September call-ups coming up soon. So um, you know, at some point, he's gonna you know the way he's hitting, the way like the, the way that he's been consistent at hitting at that, especially in Double A this year, it feels like at this point it's just a matter of time before he's on the big league roster. I don't know what that means as far as is he starting at shortstop by any means, but I feel like he's forcing the conversation at least that he should be on the ball club. Yeah, I mean, I think he'll be he'll he'll be on like is there a certain time before the um, service time kicks in, Nick, or he can come on now and it counts the same. We already came up last year. I I really don't think. They already started his clock, and then last year it was like a, a massively accelerated clock because it was it was uh, prorated based on the season. So uh, I'm not smart enough to calculate where he's at. Yeah. I, I I just don't I don't think that really is part of the equation. Clay, do you have some input yeah, on that? I I think he's good to go in terms of service time. It will not um, that that wouldn't be like a factor if I if I'm right on that. I'm pretty sure. I, I just don't think they want to call him up and have him. They want him getting every day at bats. Now, maybe when we start getting into September yeah. and there's, you know, I know the minor league season goes all the way to the end of September, right, Evan? Like normally it would be done the, by the first, second week of September. And then you say, oh yeah, just call him up because he can't play, but they actually can play all the way because they started a month late. So um, um, he's, he's going to play winter balls. So that last month doesn't mean anything of September. Like so, yeah. I would say they're they're, just, they're gonna call them up in September. They have to. Yeah, I would say I would say around September first. If, it, but again, if there's an injury, he'll probably be, you know, 
Yeah, he'd be the first one. He would right, it would be right up, right up. So if they don't call him up in September, there's something really wrong. Yeah, he's got to be one of the extra three guys that they add. Yeah, Clay, what's your thoughts on um on on a, a Green and Lodolo? Do you think that they are ready? What, what do you where, where are you at since you fall? Yeah, I wanted to touch on Jose real quick too. Um, he's looked obviously great this year I've watched a lot of his at-bats and he's actually gotten better from what I saw even at the beginning of the year especially when I was at the alternate site he was kind of struggling I know that's really early in this season but um yeah I'm excited for how much he's seems to have just grown as a hitter and being willing to take some pitches I was watching I think it was last night when he was laying off pitches that I never thought he could he could have laid off of so that's a positive sign. In terms of Green and Lodolo, um, everything that I've seen from watching them, I think that they're both, you know, still on track to be plus starters. Um, Aram Layton, who is a prospect reporter and writer, actually spoke to a few players that have faced both of, of the pitchers. And all of the players he talked to said that Lodolo stuff is actually harder to hit right now. And that greens was a little bit more flat, you know, it's fast, but if you can hit, you know, 102, 103, you're going to hit it pretty, you know, pretty good. So I think that green, I actually think that maybe Lodolo is a little bit further along, you know, he pitched in college. He's a little bit older, probably a little bit more polished. I don't think his ceiling is as high as greens, but I think um, maybe his floor is a little bit higher. And the reason why I think that's because I think no matter what, he's going to stick at, in in the starting role and I can see where I don't think it's a very high chance but I can see where there is a chance that green could potentially move to the bullpen at some point I don't want it to trust me I don't want to say that but you know you know how that gets once it's you know especially the people that are saying bring them up now to put them in the bullpen I'm I'm anti any of that I'm totally anti that totally anti too many times these these players seem to go to the bullpen and they don't come back. I know Carlos probably has a lot more insight on that than I do, but um, I'm, I don't want to see green in the bullpen, honestly, especially like, you know, it's not like we're in the world series and, you know, this isn't David Price in the, this isn't Blake Snell, you know, it's a different situation. And he's coming off off surgery and then he hasn't, he hasn't been in, in the bullpen at all and then all of a sudden in September you want him to start throwing back to back days no that doesn't yeah. work it's not going to work like if you're going to bring him up like he's going to have to start or he's going to be a long reliever and that's it or he's going to throw one inning and he's going to get two days off yeah like, they're not going to they're not going to push him like that it doesn't make any sense medically to do that I don't think they will and I mean I, I mean, from what you said about Lodolo, like, I, I feel like he's, you know, further ahead as well. And the, the small amount that I've seen them pitch, I mean, his, his breaking stuff, off-speed stuff is way ahead of, of um, I'm sorry. Hunter. Yeah, Hunter Greens. Yeah, it's like light years ahead of it. And that fastball in, in the big leagues is going to get hit. Clay, do you think Lodolo, would you have any, just because of the Reds, you know, left-handed relief pitching is uh, lacking at the yeah not the moment the season. Do you would you have any interest in him coming up as a reliever? Kind of maybe since he he doesn't really profile as a reliever as much, maybe he'd be a little safer to transition back and forth. 
I would say I would say maybe, but they're they're gonna have to start doing that in AAA here pretty quick. Well, he's only like, take him out of the starting role and let him basically do a rehab assignment. Okay, like you're gonna have two weeks where you're gonna get ready for a reliever to be in a reliever role, and then you know September they they're gonna need you. Well, he's only pitching like three innings at a time right now, right, Clay? Yeah, he, he well he's kind of been injured and he's been up and down some and had a blister issue. So yeah, he's he hasn't pitched a ton, but. The only issue I have with that, Nick, is I think that, you know, if, if a starter were to get injured, I don't – I like him more than the other option. So I, I would rather keep him where he is right now just in case. And you know what? I, it may sound like I'm a coward saying this, but, like, if he just starts the rest of the year in AAA and that's it for this season, like, I'm actually okay with that. But I'd rather have him ready to go and working towards being stretched out and – being able to be called up right away. Um, I think, you know, the Tony Santillans of the world are more of the reliever types, and they've transitioned him into a reliever. Um, I don't want to see, like, a Jeff Hoffman start or anything like that if I don't have to. So those guys have been transitioned into relievers. I'd rather keep Lodolo and AAA ready to go in case, uh, you know, Gray's kind of been nicked up some this year. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just want that safety blanket. That's a good point. I like that point a lot, actually. Yeah, I do think it's it's probably more likely than not that there is a starting pitcher injury at some point. Not just to the Reds, but to the Brewers, to baseball, to yeah. the Padres. I mean, I, we have no idea how these pitchers are going to respond down the stretch after the short season. So, so they're going to add, what, three players in September or two? Three? I think it's two. Two, two, two so it's 28. 20, 26 to 28, not 25 to 28. That's yeah. right, yeah. Okay, so it's... It's Jose and then one other guy, right? Yeah. It would probably be like Santiago since he's been with the big league roster. Well, they're already, yes. at, they're already at 14 pitchers, so I don't know how. That's true. I mean, they're only, they only have four position players. When you're on a 26-man roster and you only got four. Um, uh, you know what's probably going to happen. It's just like Landino is just going to come up or something. like. <laughs> yeah. and, and everyone's going to be like, well, shit. I mean, Mike and Freeman, now it's Landino. Your backup shortstop. Yeah, I saw he got optioned to Lowell today from from uh, being activated from the okay. DL. Okay, I, I don't. I know you all don't want to go down this hole, but I just gotta ask: like, why did he get zero opportunities last year, and then this year in the beginning of the year was like getting a ton of opportunities when he was perfectly healthy? Like, did they just decide this winter that they believed in Alex Blandino? I guess they saw that he was getting walks. You know, uh, Nick, Nick always tells me the only stats that matter are batting average and RBI. <laughs> Big RBI guy. Yeah. Respond. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get why Blandino played so much. <laughs> he was like filling in for Joe. Well, Joey would have an off day. He'd be playing first base. You're like, wait, what? So I, I'm looking at the 40 man roster right now just to try to get an idea. Sure. Um, I don't really think, you know, in terms of who they would call up, it would definitely just be like Alejo Lopez, Max Schrock, or Mike Freeman, right? I mean, they've already shown that they it like something about those guys enough to play them a pretty decent amount. And, you know, if you wanted to bring Max Schrock up, I mean, I think he's shown enough to earn the call up for, you know, the extra guy off the bench, le lefty bat with at least some pop and – position flexibility i guess yeah well remember nixon zell's not 
on the roster either right now. So right. I doubt they're holding him off till September. I don't think they can. I, I, I think his, his, his uh, time would run out, I think it's 21 days. Um, so I, I would imagine Sinzel replaces a pitcher and then they go down to 13 for however long they have. Um, and then I, yeah, I think it, 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 it's probably Schrock because he could definitely help the team off the bench, although he's just another left-handed bat. They have a million of those. Um, and then, yeah, it's probably a, a pitcher. So I don't know. You know, you're, they could bring up your boy, uh, Alea Lopez, a little switch hitter. The Reds are afraid of having switch hitters on the roster. So are they still going to be able to, so once they call those guys up, are they going to be able to sing guys up and down because triple A and double A are still playing? Yeah. Yeah. They can sing guys up and down. Oh. But there's a lot of 40 man issues and uh, a lot of option issues. Like the Reds don't have a single pitcher in their bullpen right now that they can send to triple A. Anyone has to be DFA. So that don't you have to be on the 40 man roster in the beginning of September to be able to be on the playoff roster? Yes. Yes. I think that you have to be in the organization. That's okay. That's the biggest part of that. But you do, I believe there's a workaround if you're replacing a player who's been injured, which okay. everyone can kind of claim they're replacing a, a player that's been injured. Brad Brockson. John Doolittle is injured, you know, and he, he gets replaced or whoever, whoever they choose to, um, um, for a here, here. So I think there's a workaround for that. Um, it just like when the Reds had, um, who was it? Willie Bloomquist. He was like, then yeah, because they, for whatever reason, traded for him on like September 4th or something like that. Got to bring him in to play six games in the, in the Reds uniform, you know? Yeah. yeah. The new coach at Arizona state, Willie Bloomquist. Oh Yeah. Yeah, he's the he's the he's the head baseball coach there now. Is Marvin Marvin still the defensive coordinator? Marvin Lewis? I think he's got some sort of job with them now because like yeah. Cause he interviewed for a bunch of NFL head coaching jobs and did not get any of them. Wow, that's uh man, that's a star studded college out there. Yeah. So Clay, I kinda wanted to ask you too. I know because you you know you pay pretty good attention to the minor leagues and the the, the team has. So Matt McLean today made his debut for the Dragons, went deep um did you did you get a chance to see the game or did you have any thoughts I, on I him was just not yet? able to i was traveling today for work and just haven't been able to catch up on all that but um i think it was four for five with a double a home run and five rbis if i remember um correctly which i'd say is you know at least good right for your first first game at that level so yeah he's a guy that um i'm not going to act like i know a bunch about these players that were just drafted I don't watch college baseball there's just far too much out there to keep up with but from what I've heard and read you know he's a guy who right now is playing shortstop but they're not sure if he will stick there or not Um, I hope that he does especially just because the organizational depth that shortstop is somewhat lacking I mean you have Jose Barrero but past that I mean Er Errol Robinson is a 26 year old guy who can't hit in double a I mean there's just not a lot going on there. So if they could somehow at least make him manageable at shortstop, um, that would be good. But um, he could slide to the outfield as well long-term. But um, also Francisco Urbaez was just called up to double A, a guy who's been raking in um, Dayton the, this year. So he can play a little bit of short, a little bit of second and third. So he's another name to kind of keep an eye on. Did McLean play in Daytona at all? 
I think he played um I think he played a handful of games. Very okay. few. Yeah, because I think I, he I, played like, like like less than five games. Yeah, that's, I mean that's gotta be a good sign, right? Unless the Reds are just really screwed at shortstop. Yeah, I don't you know, sometimes with from what I understand is a lot of times with these lower organizations, sometimes you just are slotted also where the opportunity is for your position. So if they didn't really have somebody playing shortstop and like for him, you know, out of college, and I'm not sure exactly who the shortstop is off the top of my head and low A. Trying to pull up his, let's see what he did. Yeah. Four for five, two runs, five RBIs, Nick's favorite stat, one strikeout. His strikeout, the strike three pitch, I saw a photo shot. It was like eight was, inches yeah, outside. Yeah, it was a terrible call. Was I did so see bad. that. Yeah, so he he's played in um, – I'm trying to pull up the amount of games. Yeah, he played in – oh, no, I'm sorry. He played in uh, one game, two games for, like, the rookie – league or whatever yeah milb.com is kind of a shitty website honestly invest like 35 dollars and hired the local nerd to run it but whatever i just i can't believe that milb tv um doesn't have an app for like a smart tv like that's i know insanity like for your phone and iPad and everything is complete shit. It'll just like shut down randomly. But um, I just watch on a laptop, you know. But yeah, it's definitely very poor in terms of the apps. Don't but... you have the the bar at the bottom that doesn't go away on a laptop? Or you guys that... have obviously never had NBA League Pass, and how terrible that is. I did a long time ago. A Jimmer for debt. Jimmer for debt, baby. I, I had league pass for Jimmer, and then that was that was the extent of it. Former Chicago Bull, Jimmer for debt. Former Chicago Bulls legend, Jimmer for debt. Thank you very much. <laughs> Is he playing in like Shanghai or something yep. now? Yeah. Shanghai Sharks. Shanghai Dominate. Sharks. Dominating oh, yeah. over there. Dominate. Averages like forty six a game. You you know, there's just like a bunch a of dudes in college right now with like a Shanghai Sharks jersey, just thinking it's cool <laughs> as hell. Like, did he score like seventy or something last 81. year? Like, Eighty one. Like he was like. He has like 83 or something like that. Kobe Bryant wants to be him so badly. Kobe <laughs> Bryant wants to be Jimmer so badly. I actually saw Jimmer play. I covered uh, TBT one time. And Jimmer played when I was like covering. And I was like, this yeah. is in this small little college gym in Columbus. Jimmer walks on the court. And I was like, this is kind of cool. I, I snuck Jimmer for dead into late night Reds Talk Live. And I'm happy. <laughs> you know what? Screw the loss. This was a successful night. <laughs> uh on mclean um one question for you clay just kind of curious your thoughts so so if he follows the sinzel path of like when he would get caught up now i know sinzel had you know an injury too uh that'd be 2024 12 injuries <laughs> well no in the minors before he got oh, okay. so sinzel would would you know how, how long it took i just did the math if same amount of time in in, in uh, the minors he'd be up in 2024 you think he's up here before or at 2024 or after? Um, it's going to be interesting. They they move the college kids by a little bit quicker at times. Um, I think it could now with Sinzel, you know, he was changing a position and then they wanted to move him into the outfield. So, but that actually happened at 
the major league league level. If McLean is changing positions, I think it could take a little bit longer just, just so he gets those extra reps at, you know, left field or w- wherever they could shift him to. Um, 2024, let's see. Yeah, that that's not unreasonable to think. Um, if he keeps hitting like this, hell, it could be sooner than that. But, yeah, I'd say that's probably a pretty good timeline to hold right now. Um, it also just depends on what's going on with the major league roster at that time. Um, but I, I, I think it's a good pick. Everything I've read about him has been positive. Um, these, it's just, you know, for me, it's like half these college kids are, it's just such a roll of the dice. You don't really know what you're going to get. Yeah. I feel like that's like a lot though. Like, I mean, Carlos cannot can attest to this more than any of us, obviously, but you know, being drafted from major league baseball has got to be way harder than just about everywhere else because it's just, you know, well, first off, you know, there's 60 rounds. I know there's only, what, 20 this year. Um, but then, you know, the chance of you making it over this guy and that guy are so hard. You see, I should say maybe my correct answer I'm saying is like, I feel like you see more guys who don't live up to potential in baseball than you any other professional sport. Yeah, it's it's pretty similar. I, I would say the most similar is hockey because it is kind of like a world of talent. Like you're drafting from different countries. This isn't the NFL where it's like, all right, here's your power five schools, like pick a center, you know? Um, so yeah, you're drafting all over the place and it, it is a lot different. You're bringing in kids at what, 17 and 18 years old and um, just hoping that they they live up to that potential. So yeah, it seems like it's a lot more of a crapshoot, especially if you look outside of the top 10. Like if you just go back through first round drafts, like you'll never know half the players in the first round that are selected. Yeah. Think, you can uh, just look at the Reds' first round drafts. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Gosh. Is Philip Irvin still playing somewhere? Last I heard, he was playing for the Mariners. He's not playing for the Mariners. That was last year. Then he played for the Cubs, oh. actually, after that. But I think he was with the Braves for a minute. I just know that there's somebody on Twitter that's Philip Irvin Stan, and they when just, he, like, love Philip Irvin. When <laughs> Philip Irvin was drafted, he was, compared to, he was compared to Andrew McCutcheon. I'd say like, he didn't live up to that. No, no, he didn't. Hey, you know, he's still young. He's still young. <laughs> I'd love I did write an article one time about how he needed to be the platoon with Jesse Winker and <laughs> it was going to take the Reds to the promised land. Like it was, it was the easiest thing in the world, right? Irvin Carlos, Winker platoon. Carlos, I were cracking up about that the week of the draft this year when they're like Henry Davis, you know, he's Mike Piazza with a little Yvonne Rodriguez <laughs> with some Johnny bench upside. And you're like, so many hall of famers were drafted this year. <laughs> Yeah, that's my um, my rule of thumb is you can never compare a draft pick to anyone that had, you know, a Hall of Fame type career because it's just stupid. I mean, you were just look stupid nine, you know, ninety five percent of the time. It happens in football a lot in like the fourth oh, yeah. round. They get like a developmental safety, and they're like, "Oh yeah, this guy, you know, is Troy Polamalu." No, he's not. I mean. Arguably the greatest hitter who's ever played, Mike Trout, got missed yeah. by a lot of guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, this guy's Mike Trout, but he went 17th overall somehow. <laughs> it's fun stuff. Yeah. That guy's Ken Griffey Jr. Never forget. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I think over this point now, we'll go ahead and kind of get this wrapped up. Uh, did I miss anything? Do we have any questions in the chat that we want to get to before we roll? No, more just um, um, some some colorful banter. So yeah, we appreciate the uh, the interaction and uh, thanks so much, for guys, for watching. Uh, sorry to my questions. Sorry yes, to the man. sorry to the people that I've I've blocked before. I'm sure you deserved it. So um, <laughs> you're not sorry. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sorry. I pretty much everyone earns it. So hey, you gotta you gotta. I mean, if you're gonna be the Skip Bayless of this show, you gotta. Not block people so we can still have viewers. Well, we're, you know, we're doing all right. Uh, you know, we're doing okay. So they're for next viewing. week, they're still viewing because they're commenting that I blocked them. So <laughs> maybe it creates more. I don't know. Before they're blocking me. So for next week, uh, we will not have the actual live show. Um, we are going to be on vacation. So we won't be filling you guys in after the 1235 Cubs game. Uh, Nick and I put together a really cool episode. We kind of go through um, our favorite Joey Votto memories or, you know, um, I joked that if you watch Friends, I joked it was the one about Joey Votto. That's what this episode is coming up. Um, but Nick and I had a lot of fun putting that one together for you guys. So I hope you like it. But yeah, so the week after that, uh, they play the Brew Crew at eight o'clock. So it looks like we'll have another eight, uh, late start that night for late night Reds Talk Live. Um, so thank you all again. And as always for tuning in. And I'll say it like I do each and every week. If you have, you know, 14 seconds of your day and you have an iphone please go to your podcast app search late night red stock live and give us a nice solid five star reviews because it's the only way we're going to beat the algorithm and no not algae rhythm if you've seen space jam a new legacy the algorithm so thank you all again have a great night and we will talk soon see you listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube